Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Sense of God. Lift up your voice. Appreciate the Lord this morning. Give him all the glory. Our Lord is worthy of praise, worthy of adoration. Magnify him, magnify him. Lift up his name on high. There is no like him. He is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last, the one who knows the end from the beginning. Give him all the praise this morning. Worship him, worship him, adore him. Our God is a great and mighty God. We bless your name, Father. We appreciate your name, Son of God. Holy Spirit of God, we appreciate you. We thank you. We are grateful. We are grateful for your teaching, for your guidance, and from the revelation you have brought our way from the word of God to us. <clears throat> we thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We thank you. Father, we bless your most precious name. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we are set again to receive your word. We pray and ask that you will open our heart to receive your word this morning. Speak to, speak to us, O Lord. Speak through me to your people. I yield myself to you. I decrease, O Lord, that your son may increase in the name of Jesus. Lord, teach us. Open our eyes, the things we do not know about you, Lord, let it be revealed to us. The things we do not know about the Son, let it be revealed to us. The things we do not know about the Holy Spirit, let it be revealed to us. As we look at your word this morning, Father, lead us, guide us. Let understanding come to the heart of your people. Let knowledge come to the heart of your people. Let wisdom come to the heart of your people. Let us be enriched. Let healing come. <clears throat> Let there be restoration. Thank you, Father. Be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I welcome you all to this, um, to this meeting again this morning. We have been looking on the message titled, Focus on Jesus. Praise God focus on Jesus and this will be a follow-up series on our previous episodes and I want to thank God once again for giving me the privilege for giving me the opportunity to be able to present this word before you again and again praise the Lord and I believe the Lord is set to bless you again with this ministration this morning all you do is give the Lord maximum attention. Praise God. Give the Lord maximum attention that is required so that you won't have to miss out in any of the teaching this morning. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Praise God. All right. Um, let us open our Bible to the book of Numbers. Well, first of all, let's open to John. Right, let's open to John. Let's open to the gospel of John. Let's start from there. Our regular our regular chapter of John. John chapter John chapter three. Let's start from there. John chapter three. And again, I will start reading from verse 13 through 16. 
you know the last time i told you that we are going to start again focusing the attention of the church on our lord jesus christ because is everything to the church the reason why the church exists is because the son of god died for the church and use it and use his life in our place and today we now have a place called the church christ laid down his life for the church so that the church could be brought back after the fall of man praise god now uh, john chapter 3 from verse 13 no one has ascended into heaven except the one except he who descended from heaven the son of man and as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the son of man be lifted up that that whoever believes in him may have eternal life for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Let me read that verse 14 again. He said, and as Moses lifted up, that is what we are doing in this season, we are lifting up Jesus up again and again. They lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Now turn with me to Numbers chapter 21. Let's look at verse 9. That verse 9, we read it using Amplified Bible, right? Like we normally do. Numbers chapter 21 verse 9 <clears throat> as Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole and if a serpent had beaten any man when he looked to the serpent of bronze attentively expectantly with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. Praise God. Attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. Now, that proved to us that there is no way, way the church can live if we take our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no way we can continue to uh, succeed in our work with God when we take our eyes away from Jesus. <clears throat> as long as the eyes of people were fixed on the pole where the bronze serpent was hung, as long as their eyes were there, their healing were perfected. Right, their restoration came. It therefore means that those who do not look to that bronze serpent that was on the pole, they were doomed for destruction. But for those who looked upon the bronze attentively, right, expectant, expectantly, 
They, they look at it with steady and absorbing gaze. They lived, the Bible says. So for those who do not, of course, you know what happened to them. Now turn with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Let's look at a particular verse there. But I will start from verse 1, right? Let me start from verse 1. I am the true vine. Now talking about Jesus. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, it, and, ev and every branch that does bear fruit, it prunes, that it may bear more fruits. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Praise God. You see what is there now? Verse 5. I am the true vine, you are the branch, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I abide in him, he it is that bear much fruits. Okay? For apart from me, you can do nothing. For apart from me, you can what? Do nothing. In verse 4, it says, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. You see, you, how do you abide? You abide by looking on Jesus on the cross with what? Attention, with expectation, with steady and absorbing gaze. Why? Because Jesus Christ is everything to us. I've told you before, the greatest gift that God gave to the whole of humanity was the Son. Right? In verse 16 of John chapter 3, he said, For God so loved the world. Right? The Lord have the consign for the world that they should not what? Perish. That they should not what? Destroy. It's hard to send forth what? The Son to die for man. Alright, so that man can be restored back to his earlier world position. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? His only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him will what? Not perish, but have eternal life. So those who do not look up to him, of course, you know what will happen to them. They must have to what? Perish. But for those who look up to him, they won't what? Perish. So the church must once again start giving the place where Christ belongs to, to him in the church, in the scheme of things. Of course, there are many things we do do as um, members of the church, as church leaders, without consulting Jesus Christ, without waiting on what he have to say. So we have made many, uh, we have had many meetings, we have had many, um, <clears throat> we have had many uh, group meetings, we have had many festivals, we have had many celebration services, we have had many programs, 
many of which we instituted by ourselves, which had nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Praise God. But he said, you can do nothing unless you what? You abide in me. That is everything that you must do must come from the fact that you are in me. Alright? That you believe in me that is possible through me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now turn with me to John chapter uh, John chapter 12, right? Turn with me to John chapter 12. I'll read from verse 23 to 26. John chapter 12. Now Jesus Christ also made another profound statement here. John chapter 12 from verse 23. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life, all right, whoever loves his life, um, whoever loves his life, loses it. And whoever hates his life, in this world, we keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, dear, will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. But my focus is on the uh, very uh, the twenty-fourth verse. All right, he said, "Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into." the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. All right? We are the fruit that results from what? The uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay? We came forth as what? The fruits. We came forth as what? The branch. We became productive. Why? Because Jesus died for us. All right, He took our place. So when He died, many sons came forth from His death. Now the other day, I tried to take you through um, the, uh, the 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 testimony of Jesus Christ being the spirit of true prophecy. Now taking you from Genesis through the laws, through uh, the Psalms and the prophets, showing to you how Christ was. Uh, being prophesied about from under the old covenant, right? Now, the old covenant was, was manifested in the new covenant, but they were all pointing toward Jesus Christ at different times. Now, we made mention of uh, types and shadows of the things, all right, of, the, of the, the, the original thing which was to come after those type of what, the, those types and what shadow. That was available, uh, that was shown to us in the Old uh, Testament. Praise God. But now we have the real substance, that is Jesus Christ. We have, He has died, He resurrected. So the prophecy has been what? Fulfilled. So it therefore proved to us that everything that was ever, that have ever been written and contained in the entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, they were all pointed to one Jesus. Praise God. They were all pointing toward the Son of God. Praise God. Now let's um, continue 
in that chapter. Let's look, let's read verse 32, right? Let's read verse 32 through verse um, 33. Verse, 30, verse 32 through verse 33. And, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, we draw all people to myself. You see, in verse 14 of John chapter 3, he said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be what? Lifted up. Now, here again, now, the same word is being used in a different form. And he said, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, talking about his death on what? The cross. When I am lifted up from the earth, will draw up people to myself. All right, that is that include you and I, who have been able to walk, come to Him today. And look at verse thirty, verse thirty-three. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to war to die. By what kind of death he was going to war glorify the Father. Of course, type the kind, the manner of death that he's going to what experience that he's going to go through before he finally what he finally die. Now we must be very careful not to take our eyes away from the one who gave his life for the church. Okay, uh, we must be careful not to use money to replace uh, our Lord Jesus Christ who died for the church, so that the prosperity of the church may come alive. All that we have today, all that we, we can ever think or imagine of as a church came from one Jesus, came from the Son of God who died and gave his life for, for, the, for us who are today referred to as the church. So we must take our attention and focus it clearly on him, non, not on any other thing else but the Son of God. We must have to go back to the cross. Okay? I was listening to Benny Him one day. He said we must have to bring back what the cross. What he's simply saying is that we, let's start again to give Jesus where he belongs. Let's start again. Talk, let's start talking about Christ centered messages again. Alright? Let's quit worldliness. Let's quit uh, uh, mundane things. Let's quit the celebration of all our world, uh, material substance and focus on the one who make those things work, available for our use. Praise God. Okay, now turn with me to First <clears throat> Corinthians chapter 1. I read this to Ross the last time and I want us to go through it again the second time. Right? First uh, Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 because uh, Jesus Christ is everything to us as a church Jesus Christ is everything to us now let's look at uh, verse 23 to verse 20 let's look at verse 22 to 23 verse the 23rd verse All right verse 20 okay let's start from verse 21 to 23 he said, For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the fully of what we preach, that is the cross, to save those who believe. 
as the preaching of Jesus Christ. For Jews demand science and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. But we do what? We preach Christ crucified. That is, we were not preaching the wisdom of men. We were not preaching our material words, uh, our worldly material substance. We are not preaching our, ourselves. But what were we doing? He said, but we preach Christ crucified. We preach Jesus Christ as the one who died for us. And how he died. That, that uh, crucified there represents how Jesus died. How the death of Jesus Christ was demonstrated. And this is what many uh, Jews and Greeks were not willing to word here. They were not willing to listen to. He said, but we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and fully, that is foolishness, to Gentiles. Alright? To those who do not believe. Our message of Jesus Christ and how he died on the cross make no sense to them. It makes no meaning to them. It was as if we were saying nonsense. Alright? We were saying nonsense before them. But we proclaim what? Christ crucified. Nothingness. That was what we preached. Alright? We never preach human dignitaries. We never preach our government. We never preach our former leaders. But we preach what? Christ and Him crucified. We never preach our cars. We never preach our homes. Right? We never preach our family. We never preach our reality. We never preach our career. We never preach our um, educational qualification. All right? We never preach our fame. But we do what? We preach Christ and Him what? Crucified. We preach Christ and Him crucified. Now, as they continue in the proclamation, look at uh, chapter 2 from verse 1 to 2. First uh, Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 2. Now, still proclaiming Christ crucified. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Right? I didn't come before you speaking uh, based on the knowledge I acquired from what? Gamalia. I didn't come to you speaking to you from the knowledge I acquired in sitting with the Pharisees and the Sadirian set, right? I did come to you to speak from the wisdom I got from the Sadducees and from what? The stripe. What did I do? <clears throat> he said, I, but, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. The testimony of God there is talking about Jesus Christ, all right? For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. For I decided to know nothing. I decided to preach nothing else among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. That is, I preached the whole of Christ to you with what? With fear, with awe, with trembling. That was how I presented the gospel to you. Alright? I was doing it with all great fear for the Lord. 
because I see this as what a high calling. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't take it slightly. I did it with all reverence. I did it with all all. I have to what abase myself so that I can present it all to you properly. That was what I did. That is the message here. All right. Do we still preach Jesus Christ this way today? Do we still proclaim him in this manner today? So we need to start asking ourselves these questions again as the children of God. Because this is very, very important. It's very, very important. We do this thing. We look inward to see if we are still on what? The right track. Or we have left the way of God, uh, the, the, the way the church of Ephesus did. We have to know if we are still in the first love or we have left the first love. <clears throat> Praise God. Jesus Christ is our first love. And he, does, he, 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 he don't believe and he never, he have never had the thoughts of the fact that we are going to have a second love just the way most of us are already having second love today. Jesus Christ is the first and the last love of the church. And as such, we must give him that reputation in the church. Praise God. Now, let's look at the book of Acts. Acts chapter 4. Look at verse 12. I read this to us the other time. Acts chapter 4. Let's take it from uh, verse 10. Let it be known to you, all of you, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, all right, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus, all right, is the stone that was rejected by you. Of course, there are many churches today who are rejecting Jesus Christ. How are they rejecting him? The way and manner they live their lives. The messages that they preach, their doctrine is completely different. Their love for money as against their love for Jesus Christ. This Jesus Christ is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the corner stone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven, <clears throat> given among men by which we must be saved, but just one name. And that name is what? Jesus Christ. That name is what? Jesus Christ. That name is the first and the last. There is no alternative to that name. It's just that name alone. So we must take our eyes away from the world and focus our eyes on Jesus as a church. Praise God. He is the one who died for us. He is the one who died to what? Bring back the church. Alright? Praise God. Christ did all and all in order to make sure that our world redemption was complete. Our deliverance was guaranteed. Now turn with me to Second um, Corinthians chapter five. There's something I want to show you there. Second Corinthians chapter five. Now see, talking about Jesus Christ, we have to focus on Him. In every situation you find yourself, in every circumstances 
you have to lift up that name above your 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 trials above your temptations all right above your confrontation above your life challenges and circumstances the name of jesus christ must be lifted high above all the stormy wind of life because he's high above them all jesus christ is high above them all high above them all praise god jesus christ is above them all All right, let's start from verse 11, all right? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 11. The Bible says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart for if we are beside ourselves it is for god if we are in our right mind it is for you for the love of christ controls us you see that the love of christ controls us because we have concluded this that one has died for all who is that one jesus christ therefore all have what died you died to serve you died to your flesh because christ died and he died for all he's the one who died for the entire world that those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him who for their sake died and was raised who are you to live for jesus christ alone praise god jesus christ alone that is why he is the one that was the center of the message that the apostle paul preached that peter preached and the host of others they preached he was the center praise god look at verse 16 from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh all right we regard no one according to what the flesh even though we were once so even though we once regarded christ according to the flesh all right even though we once uh, uh, regard christ according to the flesh we regard him no longer right therefore if anyone is in christ is a new creation the hold has passed away behold the new has become sorry behold new has come all right therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has what come what a life why because the person is not what praise god so we must focus on him because he is the one that will help us do all that we can do it is in him we what <coughs> We, we move, we walk, we have what our being. That is why the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3, he said that I may walk, know him. Okay, I want to know him. I want to experience his word, fellowship of suffering. I want to be made conform to his own word, image. That is my goal. All right. So the goal of our church leaders today, our pastors, our teachers, their assignment is to make all uh, become like Christ. 
okay i read to you the other day from the book of second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 so as we continue to look at the mirror we continue to look at the glass we continue to look at christ we continue to behold him across the page of the scripture we are being what transformed to become what exactly as he is praise god so not until we come to that point we have not become like christ and our goal is to become like what him praise god that is the target the target is that we become like what christ we become the similitude of what jesus christ we become the replica of what of jesus christ praise god so that is what we need to go for hallelujah praise god so everything that had happened to uh, the believer is christ himself praise god is christ himself and let's quickly look at um, colossians chapter 3 all right turn with me to colossians chapter 3 i believe the lord is um, speaking to you this hour and i believe he's granting you understanding necessary for you to be able to lift up christ in your life now look at colossians chapter 3 from verse 1 if then you have been raised with christ right you remember in colossians chapter 5 he said he died for us first second corinthians chapter 5 he said he died for what for all and you too also died too all right so if then you have been raised with christ not only did you die you also raised with him right seek the things that are above now talking to you and i we have so placed our um our concern on what on earthly things you get that we have so placed our love on the things of the world than the things that are above that is that are heavenly that are christ consigned god consigned the spirit consigned if then you have been raised with christ Seek the things that are above, where Christ is. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Praise God. Why? Because you are no longer from what? Below. You are now from above. Why? Because you have identified with the one who came from above, according to the account that is contained in John chapter 3, verse 15. You see, set your minds on things that are above not on things that are on earth what an expression praise god so we are not our attention are not on things above today we are not looking at the one who has been lifted above jesus christ said if i be lifted above i will draw all men to myself praise god set your minds on things that are above set your mind that is where your goal should be not on things that are on earth for you have died and your life is eating with christ in god you died you are no longer living for yourself but the one who whose image is now before you and whose image you want to become or has become praise god he said when christ who is your life appears then you and then you also will appear with him in what? In glory. And how are you going to be able to do that? The problem of the things of the earth is this now. Put to death, 
therefore, what is earthly in you? The things that are not making you to uh, stay above and look above and remain above. Passion, <coughs> evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. These are the things of the earth. Seeing that you have put off the whole self, you have your, your godless human nature, your sinful nature, the Adamic nature, with its practices. And I put all the new self, that is Jesus Christ, that is the Holy Spirit, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator, that is God. Here is there, here there is no word, there is no Greek and Jews, or Jew rather, circumcised and uncircumcised. It doesn't make any sense here now. Barbarian, scientist. Um, slave, free, but Christ is all and what? All. Then he continued to urge them, put on them as God's choosing ones, alright? You and I are God's choosing one. We are God's elect. We are the saints of God. Holy and beloved. Compassionate hearts, right? Put on a, a tender heart, a loving heart. Kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving one, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Of course, we have this on a high level in the church today. Malice, hunger, wrath, covetousness, unforgiveness in the heart of church members against their fellow church members. Praise God. So forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive and above all these put on love which is put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to, to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ praise God let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And when it dwells in you richly, what will be the result of that? Teaching and admonishing one another in wisdom. That is after you have submitted to Christ. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. What a wonderful experience. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, the name of the Lord Jesus, not in your name. Giving thanks to God, not even the name of your church. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. You see that? Giving thanks to God through what? Him. Through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. Now let's look at, um, there's something I want to show to you now. Turn with me to Ephesians, right? Ephesians chapter... Um, let's look at chapter 5 now. Let me see. Um, 
Okay, sorry. Okay, Ephesians chapter five. Let's look at um, this. Was the command of um, Christian home from the Apostle Paul? Okay. Um, Ephesians chapter five. Let's start from verse twenty-two. Wives, submit to your own husbands, right, as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ, I told you before, is the head of the church, his body, we are the body of Christ, and is himself, and is himself its savior, is the one that saved the church, right? Now look at verse uh, 24. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husband so you can see marriage here is likened to a church all right marriage is an institute like a church all right husband love your wives as christ loved what the church loved you and i and gave himself for her he gave himself for what you and i that is why we are called the bride you see the heart there the church is her why? Because the church is the wife of what? Of Christ. That he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with what? The word. So that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy. And without blemish so the reason why we have become uh, the, the reason why we are without blame or we are what without blemish is because what Christ died for us Christ died for the church praise God Christ died for the church and we are happy for that and that is why we must Go back again and start looking unto Jesus. Now, to round up with this session, turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's take the first two verse. Hebrews chapter 12. Look at verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings, to, which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now this part, I'm, the reason why I'm reading this chapter of Hebrews, looking to Jesus. You see that? Looking to Jesus, the founder, I like this expression here, King James, we say author, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So the one who found your faith and found my faith and the one who also perfected is who? Jesus Christ. So what do you do now? You have to what? Keep looking. You see, it's in present continuous. Looking to Jesus is a present continuous thing. 
Keep looking. Focus. Keep focusing on him. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise God. So that is what you and I have been told to do as believers. Praise God. The Bible said concerning Jesus, and he spoke that, spoke, uh, he spoke that uh, to himself as well in the book of John. He said, The Father judged no one, all right? But all the judgment that the Father would have uh, passed on the people has been given to me to be the one who would pass it to them, all right? Who would pass it on them. So the Father judges no one. For all the judgment I'll be placed in my hand. So I'm the one that is going to judge the world on behalf of the Father. Praise God. So God is going to judge the world through Christ Jesus. But we need to keep on what? Looking. Let's keep on what? Looking on Jesus. And remember, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of true prophecy. I would like us to read that scripture again before we go. Let's read it from the um, NLT. Right? Because, sorry, the TLB. I like the uh, expression there. Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. Praise God. Hope you are being blessed. Then I fell down at his face to worship him. But he said, No, don't, for I am a servant of God just as you are. And as your brother, and as your brother Christians are, who testify of their faith in Jesus, not in themselves or in any other thing, who testify of their faith in Jesus, worship God, not me. The purpose of all prophecy and of all I have shown you is to tell about Jesus. The prophecy that came before Revelation, they were all words about Jesus. And the one that is coming to you now in this book of Revelation is also what all about Jesus. Praise God. It's also what all about Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is everything. Everything the Bible is and everything we have in the Bible is Jesus Christ. Praise God. Let's lift up our voice as we begin to thank God for the word and the manner of entrance that he has had with us this morning through his word. Give him all the glory. Give him all the praise. Bless his name. He's worthy to be praised. Is worthy to be adored. Is worthy to be magnified. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for your word to us. Help us, strengthen us, supply us the grace to be able to keep on looking on your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. Praise God. Till I come your way again next time, keep on looking on Jesus Christ. Focus on Jesus Christ 
every day, every moment of your life. God bless you.